What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 292. I'm here with Griffin. And I'm here with Adam. And we're wishing in the Christmas year with me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Trav's in my... What? We watched a fucking Christmas story? Story? No. A Christmas uh, story Christmas. That's right. Yeah. Dude, I love this movie. Man, look, I liked it. A Christmas story is widely considered a perfect Christmas movie. It is. Movie, yeah. Right? I mean, because like all like it hits all those beats, it really captures especially that time and place, you yeah. know, and for them to do something <clears throat> that took place during what the 50s? The first one was in the 40s. In the 40s, so yeah. So this one will be, you know, in the seventies, yeah, yeah. The, the, the the inside of the house definitely looked like the seventies. Yeah, yeah. I think this one was like seventy three or something. Yeah. It's like thirty years later, something like that. So, but that original Christmas story really captures oh, yeah. and and it's a timeless tale, man. You've got like everybody has been that kid where they they want that their version of the Red Rider BB gun, you know, and and you see the 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 obstacles that your family goes through to make Christmas happen when you're a kid, but you don't really think about it until you're an adult, until you're having to do all that. I've always and, enjoyed the way that they do daydreaming on. Oh yeah. You know, like oh, that's yeah. like the only movie that ever did it that way. We've yeah. all daydreamed like for sure. Yeah. But it's just like they captured it perfectly because it's did. so over the top, you know, like, because yeah. when you daydream, it's over the top. Of course, you, know, everybody... you always think that it, it's going to go the way you want it to go. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be the best. Gonna... And then it happens. My mom used to say, yeah. don't get your hopes up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Say. Yeah. Dude, I text Trav earlier. He said he was going to his dad's and I said, well, hey, man. If he's got HBO Max down there, you got to log in. I said, hop on there and watch that movie if you didn't watch it, because it's it's a good se- it's it's a perfect sequel. It is. It like, really is. Yeah, I, I like this just as much as I did that. The other one, of course, it's a classic, but you've seen it a thousand times. Like I can yeah, play a small yeah. role in it. Yeah. Um, but this one, the way they tied everything, and it made sense. Like that actor that played his dad died in like two thousand six. Yeah. And the mom was different, but this lady. I'm not mad at well, it. She plays a good mom well, character. She's she was always like, done that. Well, she had her quirks and mannerisms down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. oh. in a big way. Oh yeah. Um, even the wife, like the additions to it, yeah. the wife, the kids, you know, like that was it was great to see that and like Farkas dude. Farkas. I knew yeah, he was gonna dude. show up and I was like, Oh no. Yeah. And I was like, he's gonna be a good guy though. Oh yeah, like he had to changed be. him. But dude, when it yeah. cut to him, where it was like the older version of him and that dude laughing, you know, <laughs> he went, "Say yeah. uncle." <laughs> yeah. That dude's voice sounds crazy. Like, yeah, it does. The fucking the uh, the snowball daydream. Oh my he's god! Like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, it's like, and I, I love it, how. Man. Even in that in that flashback in particular, they had the tumbleweed, and you could see the line yeah, that was pulled. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, yeah, dude, it was so great. Like it was, and it hits a lot of the same beats that the original does, it and did. that's what they that's what they did right, in my opinion. Like it was, well, it came full the, circle. 
Yeah, they. Yeah, exactly. Like the it original came, one, the story we heard was the story that he wrote because his dad died. Yeah, and it's like whoa. It's like That's a prequel slash. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So, and I think that they took a lot of the inspiration from from the guy that actually wrote the stories because like there was a, there was a writer for like a newspaper or magazine that wrote short stories oh, about real? his family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and they compiled, I think they compiled it all into books, but whenever mm-hmm. they got ready to do a Christmas story, they took like four or five of those uh, stories that they, that, that the sense. writer. Yeah. And compiled it into well, it, a Christmas. It just, story. I think that's one reason it's so good is it just seems so real. Like, Oh yeah. We've all sure. been there. Yeah. In those situations. Yeah. It's, it, it was just, and I'm glad that they kind of stuck to that same outline of the original yeah. because you, it, it's so well paced that like, there's no reason to screw that up. They uh-huh. went through the whole thing, like the same exact way. And it was great, man. Like, and it was cool bringing the rest, like everybody else back that was able to come back. Dude, he's put the thing, he said, be back in 20 minutes, gone to the ramp. And he's like, the ramp? He would never do the ramp, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did you see it? It's like, oh my God, if I was ever, like, no way, dude. You said it was a hurt. A military experiment that they had to shut down. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. We gone to the ramp. Dude, what's crazy is how much. The guy that plays Ralphie sounds like the guy that, yeah, that did the voice when he was a kid. Yeah, you can, I was, I, you uh, can tell the difference because I went back because I was like the other guy's voice is it's close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was reading on IMDb. So the guy that plays Ralphie spent so much time trying to make his voice sound like yes, yeah, I see. so that so that it sounded it faithful. And it, yeah, he it did. He did a yeah. great job, man. And well, it's they even crazy. add a little extra bass to it to give it that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, it was. It was just. I fucking it loved just, it, dude. Yeah. It's almost like every is, year, if you're gonna watch a Christmas story, pack this on right behind it, man. Yeah. A exactly. Nice bow. Yeah. I'm not mad at it, and uh-uh. I, and I, I want to like this is how you do a sequel. Like if they did a follow up to. Uh, Christmas Vacation, right? This is you. You take the blueprint of Christmas Vacation, you put it from the perspective of the kids grown up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you do it, right there. You make it, you know, hit the same beats, over the top, the whole nine yards. Because, like, especially with Christmas movies, right? You want something that's familiar yet different, but more so familiar. And that's why it hits those beats. That's why, like, every time they release, you know, you know, a, a Rudolph movie or the Grinch movie, you know, uh, Mosier did that Grinch movie. Yeah. Still still hit the same beats as the Jim Carrey oh, Grinch yeah. and also the, the OG Grinch cartoon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it, but it was different enough where it could be yeah. its own IP, you know, at that point, but. It was so, and I'm glad they got everybody back that they could, oh. even the brother. Yeah. That was him <laughs> too. Yeah. He's like, I'm in India. I'm at the airport. What yeah. do you want? He's like, well, she's had a cracker. What? Yeah, she finally she said finally her said first something. word. What did she say? Yeah. 
She said one thing. Uh, was it his name? Oh, yeah, what yeah. was his brother's name? I can't remember his name. But, uh, but yeah. And then when he hung the phone up, he looked at the camera and laughed. Yeah, it's right. like yeah, like if you know, I, I don't have brothers and sisters really like that, but I imagine yeah, you kind of fuck with them like that. Oh, you're not gonna make it. Oh well, yeah. I don't know how we're gonna break it to them, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's what I would do. Yeah, that's what I already. You got do. a guilt you know trip. What I mean? Oh yeah, they for do sure. it to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it, it's a rite of passage if you have siblings and you're close to them in that way. You have to dogpile on them as much as possible. You have to. Yeah. That's like my brother it works for the fire department. And because of like where his standing is based on seniority, there's sometimes that he can't show up to Christmas or Thanksgiving. Yeah. So the amount of rumors that happen about him in particular mm-hmm. that inevitably get back to yeah. back to him at some point. You know what I mean? It's it's me, my bro, my other brother, my cousins, like we just yeah. dogpile on. It just grows organically, you know? But yeah, man, I loved it. Like I was, yeah, I just couldn't look away. I, I was I captivated. It. Yeah. As it went off, I was like, so I told Chad, I was like, look, don't miss this movie. Yeah. Like, you ain't going to be on the podcast. This is worth watching. Like it kind of got me in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, me and too. A yeah. Christmas story hadn't done that in a long time. Yeah. Because I've just seen it so much. I'm not saying that's a bad movie. I give that movie a star, too. Yeah, I for love sure. Chris. I love the old man. Like, yeah. well, you know, like you watch these Christmas movies and they're, you know, like these Hallmark movies. They don't have the grumpy old dad that's beating on the radiator downstairs. No. Like, no. That's running them dogs off. Yeah. <laughs> I like that actor, too. Uh, yeah, despite anything he's ever been in, but I wonder how they were going to do that because I was like, I'm pretty sure that dude's dead. And it was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, they go the, home, yeah. and it was like it was the best because it kind of hit those notes of a Hallmark movie. They go home, yeah, you know, they have the big Christmas. The the town comes out, yeah, in support. You know, like, yeah, he steals the star for the the uh, the mall scene. Same oh, yeah, mall was... too, dude. You can see the columns. I like how at the end how they put the shot by shot. Yeah. They completely recreated these scenes. Yeah. Um when he went up to the attic to, you know, start looking for the Christmas stuff, it's like, oh, now we're gonna get into the memories. I would have yeah. spent a little more time up there. Yeah. With some of the items, but it had good pacing, like, you know. Yeah. It was an hour and forty four minutes, didn't even feel like it. Nah, dude. Not at all. It was, it was great, man. Like, there's the got to be downstairs. One. Just happened to be what they wanted, you know. I know. Right? Whenever he goes outside from the mall and he puts the sled in the Easy Bake Oven in yeah. the trunk, I was like, those presents are gonna get stolen or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just remember the trunk kept opening. Yeah, it wouldn't stay shut. So I'm like, oh, you dummy! You thought about everything but that, like. Yeah. Which I mean, in the seventies, you don't think somebody's going to steal presents out of well, and he's you know in a I mean? hurry. Yeah, his wife's over here. They're all his wife and his mom's go over here, laid up, getting drunk, getting sauced. Whenever she, they, he comes back and he's like, "I got it all." They're like, "He got it all." The whole bar starts cheering. 
Yeah. His wife points at this guy. She's like, he said he could he said you couldn't do it. He's like, you said I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the somebody would call the bar. That reminded me of the Simpsons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whenever somebody oh, would call yeah, the bar. Dude. Yeah. And everybody would stop and look around. Yeah. Whoever's name they call it, they'd start like shaking. Yeah. Like no, trembling I'm in their here. booties. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Are you no, here? Uh, here? Okay, they're not <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, we don't know. Instant God, classic, dude. Yeah, for Pack sure. it right on the other one. I didn't think it was going to be any good, dude. Some big shoes to fill. Yeah, and they did it. I don't think they that... They did it. I don't think all those people would have... Uh, would have agreed to come back if the story wouldn't have been, yeah. you know, top tier. So. Yeah, I wondered why the mom did, I think, because she's still alive, but she's like 83. She may not be able to. Yeah, she to retired from acting. Okay. Yeah, several, That's several years then. ago. But the mom they got, she's played the mom in a few things. She's always a good mom. Yeah. She kind of dialed her nervous energy back than what she normally has, you know? Yeah. Only she's just a lady. Right. But uh But yeah, I didn't realize that uh Ralphie there had been continued acting. And yeah, right. Been a ton of stuff. Produced Spider Man and producing, like, you know? Yeah. Like produced a lot. Like he, he worked a lot in front of and behind the camera. Which I didn't is crazy. realize that. Well, I've heard that name several times over the years and I had no idea. It was him. Yeah. Well, that's the same way with Farkas, too. Yeah. Unless Farkas has those braces and that fucking raccoon helmet And on, the freckles. That, yeah, that raccoon hat. Like yeah. you can't, If he don't have you that stuff I mean? on, he just looks like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to win the race. Yeah. yeah. I didn't expect that voice to come out of it. I was like, whoa, dude, you should be doing voice acting. Yeah. He's like... A Hello. clean voice, like yeah. He says <laughs> it like Dale Hart Jr. Though he really yeah. does. Dude. I thought it was. Oh I was like, God. oh, is that okay? <laughs> whenever, whenever we went that long with it, I thought that he was going to be the, the parent, kid's dad. What well, the the redneck kid that, that lives oh. next door? I thought that that was going to, and he was going to be like, oh, and be like a a cousin Eddie type. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just kind of bumming off of it. That's well, what I, that's where I thought he'd show up at. First. I thought the kids on the snowmobile were his kids, which they were. Cause he talked yeah, about yeah. them, but I thought when they destroyed the snowmobile that he was going to roll up and be like, Oh, you know, yeah, you, yeah. and then there's a showdown. Yeah. And then, you know, he, find, but it's, it seems like, you know how like you'll see those people in life and it's like, why do they act the way they do? And it's like, well, they never just got their ass kicked or anything. Yeah. Get a good exactly. ass whooping. Yeah. Scott Farkas got a good ass whooping. Yeah. And the forties and it straightened him out. Yeah. Upstanding citizen. Dude, what, what movie did they, when they drive past the jail and he goes, you drove past and he says, don't worry about it. And he's looking, they've, they took that from a movie. And I couldn't was, figure it, out to save the life of me. But when it happened, I was like, this is from another movie. Yeah. Like um, Bad Lieutenant. It's from something. It seems like a Clint Eastwood. It could have been that. 
the way like but i've um, seen that in a movie Harry. before and it was the same like they shot it because he drives by he looks at it he goes you passed the police station and the way he looks in the rear view and he's like don't worry yeah. about it yeah and then he starts that you know he's gonna take me and he's gonna shoot me. yeah i'm done i'm done so yeah. <laughs> you know man, Loved man it, it was so good yeah it's definitely it's getting the fucking Christmas star. Loved dude. it. Oh, dude, you star. have to have a star. Yeah, I didn't he even said, thought I about did... that, but I'm a star guy. Like, yeah, yeah. He said, "You said Santa wouldn't come unless there was a star on the tree." Like, did I say I that? that? You <laughs> said it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, damn it. The casseroles. Oh my god, dude! It's like the kids are looking at that turkey. It's like we got to finish these casseroles. I'm, I'd be in there throwing those things out to those dogs. Like, yeah, for I ain't real. eating a bunch of mystery fucking casseroles. Like, yeah, I didn't even get to oh, see man. who dropped it off. Yeah, uh, what's that one? Tuna. It's like, oh, this one's just mayonnaise. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> cooked mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, you know. Yeah. I'm good, but yeah, man, it was a uh, great. I really, really liked it a lot, and I'm excited to see like, I'm excited to see how this holds up because ever since we've been kids, there's always been one TV station that has played a Christmas story for like 48 hours uh, straight. ABC Family, Family yeah, Channel, yeah. So I'm interested to see if they'll put it in the rotation or not. Like they should. I yeah. think it's good enough where it should well, be. It's on HBO. Yeah. This year. That's true. So yeah. But I but, think they yeah. could run them back to back. I think so too, man. It's a perfect I sequel. It is. They didn't ruin and that's it. That's hard. No. It is very hard. But here's what happened, dude. So whoever wrote slash directed was involved in this movie. They grew up watching this movie. They knew how important it was. Yeah. You know, at this point we all grew up watching. Yes. Came out in 83. So pretty much everyone has seen a Christmas story shit at least five to 10 times. Right. So the director of this directed the angry birds movie. The Christmas Chronicles, which is the one with, um, uh, fuck the dude in it. Oh. Um, God damn it. I can't think of his name. Then the, uh, Snoopy presents for Alud Lang's scene. I don't know what that is. Snoopy presents to mom and dad with love and then did this. So did he write Christmas stuff? No. So when you look at the writers for this, you have, uh, based upon the book In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash by uh, Gene Shepard, mm-hmm. then the screen story by Nick uh, Schneck and Peter Billingsley, screenplay by Nick Schneck, uh, she- Schneck yeah, and Clay Cadis, who is the director. Mm-hmm. So... The the guy the guy that wrote this wrote Gran Torino, The Judge, uh, Narcos, Harley and the Davidsons, The Mule, Manhunt, Battle Ready, Cry Macho, yeah. 
And then you've got the director was, was part of the writing team. And then they brought Peter Billingsley. Okay. Ralphie himself. I think that Gene Shepard's the guy that created. Yes. See, and that's what it says. Like he, he did a radio show where he would come on and tell stories. Yeah. And it's like, it's perfect. Yeah. Born in 1921, died in 1999. Gene Shepard. So let's do a little, let's do a little background here. So, um, after his military service, he began his broadcast radio career in uh, 1945 in Hammond, Indiana. Began working in Cincinnati, blah, 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 blah. Print. Shepard wrote a series of humorous short stories about growing up in northwest Indiana and its still towns, many of which were told uh, first told by him on his programs and then published in Playboy. The stories were later assembled into books titled In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, Wanda Hickey's Night of Golden uh, Memories and Other Disasters, The Ferrari in the Bedroom, and A Fistful of Fig Newtons. Hmm. Some of those situations were incorporated into his movies and television fictional stories. He also wrote a column for the early Village Voice, a column for Car and Driver, numerous individual articles for diverse publications, including Mad Magazine and introductions uh, for books such as The America of George Aid, uh, American Snapshots, and the 1970 reprint of the 1929 Johnson Smith Catalog. So that's what, so he wrote the short stories that were published in Playboy. Yeah. And, you know, then they assembled them into books and Mm -hmm. God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, Wanda Hickey's Night of Golden Memories and Other Disasters in the Ferrari in the Bedroom, Fistful of Fig Newtons. So like, that's crazy. He told these stories on the radio. Yeah. In 1945. Yeah. You just see everybody gathered around like that old style radio they had. You yeah. Know, this is, we're talking yeah. about most people don't own a TV. Yeah. See, now when you listen to the radio, which I know a lot of people don't, but now when you listen to the radio, you just have people, well, I read in the paper the other day that blah, 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 yeah. or I saw you know, this blah, 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 or that blah, blah, blah on the internet. No, like back in the day, it's like, all right, let me tell you about my life. Well, it's let me like tell you about podcast now, kind of. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's where right? the storytelling has gone. Yeah, yeah. It's the podcast. Yeah. I didn't realize, I've seen my summer story before, long time ago. I didn't yeah. realize that was a sequel to A Christmas Story. Yeah. I didn't know that until I just read that on here. Which is crazy. I just I just didn't even think about it, you know. And it's still it's Ralphie, Macaulay yeah. Culkin's brother that plays yeah. Ralphie in that one. Why have to go back and peep that again? I mean, last time I saw it was probably in the the nineties, like yeah, it'll have been around the time it came out. But I would love to see them take Peter Billingsley, right? Yeah, and do a series. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they could take oh, some of those other yeah. other short stories that were written. Because, like, my summer story was based on one of the short stories. Yeah, that, just one of the uh, summer. Yeah. Something happened and in the summer. So, yeah. I would love it. Even if they did, like, movies with it. Like, yeah. get get this, this cast of characters back together. Where, and it'd be a thing where, like, he's telling the story to like his children or what, or he's writing the stories 
and then you you find younger versions of them, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Like they could definitely do something like that. That motherfucker's so. face don't even look real, does it? No, don't, it looks strange, doesn't it? Like yeah. not in a bad way. It just doesn't. I don't. It's something with the eyes, man. Yeah, like it, you look at him, and it's like that motherfucker looks like damn CGI'd or something. Yeah, I just don't remember Ralphie looking. It's those blue those eyes, eyes are crazy it? looking, dude. Yeah, right. Well, in the camera they use, it always amazed me that how they were able to make a movie they made in 1983 look like it was filmed in the 40s. Sound, I think yeah. the sound was a big thing too because of the way they, because the you know the microphone quality was kind of tinny. Yeah, you know, like not like this one. This one had the you know. Yeah, but yeah, I'd, I'm a show on HBO Max, dude. Yeah. And then you, cause you, what you could do is, you know, some of the other stories, they're just small ones. So kind of link it all together. Mm-hmm. I'd watch that. Dude. Um, I'll definitely watch more. The craziest thing about this though, like that I, that I found interesting about this whole, because he produced it, right? Peter Billingsley produced a Christmas story, Christmas, right? Yeah. You know who else is like who he's partnered with? No. That's part of his their production company, Ooh. Vince Vaughn. Wow! Wow! What do you, what do you mean? Like they have a um, production company okay. called. Let's see. There's Legendary. There's Wild West Picture. Wild Show. West That's Picture it? Show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Peter Billingsley oh. produced this movie with Vince Vaughn via their Wild West Picture Show production. I see. The Dilemma Couples Retreat. Yeah. The internship. It's like, wow. How how did those two guys know each other? Well, he was like, I fucking saw you in a Christmas story. He's really good. He was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I really like, liked the Christmas story when down. I was a kid. I really watched it a lot, you know? Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. You know? And then he hit it with that deep radio voice. Like, yeah. Dude, I mean, Vince Vaughn would have been awesome. Oh, yeah. In the right. movie. He could have played somebody. Like, yeah. But I thought that that was interesting because I hadn't, I knew about the um, Wild West Picture Show productions. Didn't put two and two together with Peter Bill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating, man. Well, this movie is definitely on the list on IMDb. It, it claims this is their most popular movie. I believe it. Yeah. So they pushed to get this made. Yeah. Wow. Ralphie fucking pushed. Yeah. And, and delivered. I, like how does this only have a six point eight on IMDB? I don't know. That's IMDB's trash when it comes to yeah. it's got a sorry, I didn't mean to do that, but it's got a eighty nine percent on uh Google. Yeah. That's a little more my tempo. Yeah. I, I don't see insane. anyone that's a fan of yeah, a Christmas no. story. They're not gonna Shh. dislike this movie. No, it's not going to happen. Well, but we also have to think about the age of some of the critics now. Yeah. Probably don't understand younger people. Maybe that grow up or yeah, even some of the older people that, yeah, they just don't get it, man. Well, like the, the style, the way they do the prequels now or the sequels. Yeah. You know, I, I know that some of my younger cousins and family members, yeah, 
The only, what they they equate a Christmas story to is that Christmas movie that plays for twenty four hours. Yeah, during Christmas, you're right. They don't know what it's about. They don't they don't care anything about watching it. It's like the cool thing to dismiss it. You know. Yeah. Whatever. Shoot your up, yeah. kid. Yeah. And I'm just like, get out of my face. Get some culture, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a um, a golden tree star for Trav too. Yeah, I have a feeling <laughs> he's gonna like. I mean, he ain't here, so technically we get to split his vote. Yeah, so I'm, I'm giving it a star for, and a half. Yeah, <laughs> it's three. He has he has no way to defend himself. Uh, he's not here. If we picked ten stars, I'd give it ten. I mean, it was. Yeah, I was sitting was there that. watching it, dude, and like halfway in, I was like, "This is fucking awesome." Yeah, like, like how did they, they fucking did it, man? Yeah, yeah. So and it Incredible. got me in the Christmas spirit, dude. Yeah, me too. Like I'm ready. ready. To put the tree up. Yeah. Let's let's open some presents. Just shoot your eye out, kid. I like how they show the gun for a little split second, but they didn't like. Yeah. So it's like the kid wants a sled. I was like, I guess yeah. that makes sense. It is the seventies. Yeah. Then he gets on one and breaks his arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, whoa. He hits that kid in the face, that snowball. It was like, he said, I thought I one of them was going to cuss. Oh, uh, well, he did. He did said that kid fudge. say the F word when he hit that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he never like but, confronted him about it. No. It was the 70s. Yeah. Time. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I probably would have said the same thing. Fuck, fuck, any fuck, fuck, fuck. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah. We got a little bit of movie news if you want to peep that real quick. Yeah. So John Krasinski says reprising Reed Richards' role in MCU is unlikely. Uh, Kevin Feige may have been playing to fan service by featuring John Krasinski as Reed Richards in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We shouldn't count on seeing the actor back in the role for the upcoming Fantastic Four movie. For years, Krasinski had said that he was open to playing that character, and many fans had just as long been campaigning for that to happen. There was a lot of hope that he'd be cast when it was announced that the Fantastic Four would be reimagined with another reboot set in the MCU, but Marvel first surprised fans with Krasinski playing a Reed Richards variant in Doctor Strange 2. No one has confirmed who plays any of the MCU's official Fantastic Four members, but Krasinski is casting doubts on his potential casting. In a new interview with The Wrap, Krasinski was asked directly <clears throat> if he had any continued discussions to reprise the role of Reed Richards in the MCU, perhaps for the Fantastic Four movie or elsewhere. Jack Ryan Starr's response reveals that he hasn't been called at all by Feige and Co. about more to do with Marvel, leading him to presume his appearance was a one-off, though he remains grateful for the opportunity. There aren't any discussions at all. The only discussion I had was actually in the second to last week of Jack Ryan. Kevin Feige called and said, would you ever fly to LA and play in our sandbox for a day? I was honored to do it. I flew uh, right from Budapest when we wrapped and went right to the Doctor Strange set. I'm a big fan of all those characters in that world. So to get to play in that sandbox for one day was a real thrill. Being honest, Krasinski admits he wasn't exactly thrilled with what happened to the Reed Richards variant he played in uh, Doctor Strange 2, but still prefers having that cameo over no appearance in the MCU at all. 
it's totally insane to be in a room with all those people. And again, to be a part of that narrative is crazy, but yeah, being turned into spaghetti wasn't my end goal in life as far as how it goes in the Marvel universe, but you know what it, but you know what, what it was fun nonetheless, but here's the thing. We're not going to get fantastic four for, I think it was 2025. Yeah, They pushed it back even more. 2026 yeah uh and they haven't started filming it they're probably still working on writing it you know the original director was going to be uh watts i believe who was the director for the spider-man movies and he backed out so they're trying to find i don't know if they i don't remember if they found a, a director I haven't heard yet yeah so i mean there's a lot of irons in the fire but here's the thing though Krasinski in this article alone, and I'm sure he made it very apparent to everybody that he spoke to at Marvel that if they want him to come back as Reed Richards, he will gladly do so. Right. Well, dude, remember he said the same thing when they asked him if he was going to be in Dr. Strange. Oh yeah. Yeah. He said he wasn't playing Reed Richards. Yeah. So, I mean, which is what he's saying now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I mean, the, he may like, that's the thing. He can sit there and they can ask him about it all day long. Sure, but until, he can make, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until that trailer yeah. drops for Fantastic Four and it shows the face behind Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. He I mean, look at what fucking Charlie Cox went through. Dot 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 you know, for the Daredevil appearance. Like he's and still he doing even, it. Sometimes he'll even yeah. know if he can answer. He's like <laughs> yeah, The show's yeah, been right. announced. And he's like, I'm not in it. uh, are you gonna be in the season two of she hulk Uh, yeah uh yeah (laughs) so i mean the reality of him actually showing up is still pretty likely i mean yeah what did i I think was gonna happen when they put him in there you know what i mean you knew that people were gonna be like want more yeah and that's what's crazy because there's like in Loki, it gives you the idea of like there's different variants yeah. to these characters. Um, so it can be different versions, different races, different sexes. Yep. But then you all, then whenever you go into certain universes, you have like copies, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it's just a little bit different. So they haven't really established. I mean, they've kind of established like, okay, if you go to this MC, like this universe, it could be an alligator, Mr. Yeah. Fantastic, you know, or it could well, be. Maybe the one that we get, because that one was killed. Yeah. The one we get doesn't have a beard. Oh, that would be cool. You know what I mean? I kind of like the beard, though. The I'm beard's not cool. Lie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, think it he, should be bigger. I think he had it because of a. Uh, Jack he's also, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he came straight from there with it. But I've yeah. seen, didn't Reed Richards had a beard, right? So, yeah, at yeah. some point. Yeah, so. But yeah, I mean, like I said, we don't know what's going to happen or what the sit- the sitch is, but yeah. um, I'm not upset by it, and I'm not going to discredit anything from happening at this point. Not, not. I mean, yeah, exactly, so. Uh, next up here, Deadpool 3 will be raw, gritty, grounded says sean levy the director so deadpool 3 will be the first entry in the series that is a part of the mcu which raised concerns about whether the movie will be an r rating 
So far, every MCU film has received at most a PG-13 rating, so naturally fans wondered if Deadpool 3 will follow suit. The film's director, Sean Levy, has qualled these concerns and confirms that Ryan Reynolds' next stint as the foul-mouthed ninja will be just as bloody and mature as previous entries. While talking with Collider, Levy confirmed our rating and says pre-production has been a blast. We are writing, rewriting, developing, prepping Deadpool every day now. It is such a blast to laugh every day. It is so delicious to hear and write and come up with these scenes where people are just talking foul. And the violence is in your face and hardcore. And it's very much a Deadpool movie. And it has Logan in it. And it has Wolverine in it. It's too fun. I'm having so much fun and I haven't even hit the shooting floor yet. I have to say developing a Deadpool movie is one of the most fun creative experiences of my life because it's not just that it's rated R, it's that it's so filled with self-awareness and that makes in writing very, very fun in a way that is unique to the franchise. Uh, Previously, it was confirmed that Hugh Jackman would reprise his role as Wolverine for Deadpool 3 despite having intended Logan to be his last Wolverine film. Uh, It was Ryan Reynolds' idea to bring back Wolverine in the first place, and he had bothered Jackman for months about it before he agreed. Um, Deadpool 3 isn't set to release until November of 2024 and is currently in pre-production, but filming will begin soon. When asked whether they were on track to begin filming in May of next year, Sean Levy affirmed the date on or about yep. The truth is the more diligently CG heavy a movie is, the longer time you need in post. But obviously, it's the first Deadpool movie in the MCU. There's going to be no lack of visual effects. But it's also a North Star priority for Ryan and I to keep Deadpool raw, gritty, grounded in the way that uh, those movies have been and that all of us love. So, with that being said, man, I'm excited. I'm glad they're keeping it faithful to it. Um, and it's, it's good to know that like the director and everybody else is having such a good time just working on the story and the ideas for it. Yeah. So that, that gives me a lot of hope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To hear that they're all on the same page. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because like being part of a collaborative effort, like there's a couple of different schools of thought there, but like, the thing that inevitably works out the best is whenever you and creative partners can not poo poo somebody else's idea. Yeah. Build off but, of it. But build, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't gatekeep. No, dude. Fuck that. Gatekeep. And that's gay. I mean, it is. So, but yeah, man, that's, uh, that's great to hear. And I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait to see what they do with Wolverine in it. You know, like it's just, it's going to be a great time. And to keep it R rated, that means that they're going to open the door to potentially have other R rated Marvel movies that are going to be canon. Um, so that's going to be great. And that gives me hope for Daredevil. They don't have to make Daredevil R rated, but it does need to be violent. Yeah. You know? And they've, they've so. proved to us here lately that they can do. Oh, yeah. With uh, Werewolf by Night yeah. and everything. Oh, especially with that one. I didn't even think about that yeah. one. But. Dude, that's and how you Blade. know, though, when you get some writers and some creators that can come in, like, when you can let someone else's idea shine and yeah. not be that person that shuts down everyone's idea because you want yours to be the one that made it. Yeah. That's how you know when you have yeah, 
Like you gotta be willing to put your motherfuckers out, dude. That that's my favorite way to work with people, man. If yeah. if somebody if somebody gives like says like, oh, I've got this idea for something, and I can hear that idea and say, What about this? Yeah. And then that person go, wait a Just minute. Just start building off of it, man. Yeah. Give me five minutes, I'll be right back. And yeah. they come back with a fucking masterpiece. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To me, that that's more fulfilling for me as an individual than like, fuck your idea. I'm gonna like do something completely. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be great, man. I'm excited. So moving over from the good news of the MCU, let's talk about some other interesting news from the Star Wars world. Star Wars Rogue Squadron reportedly canceled due to Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins. Mm. Wow. Who would have fucking known? This is good news too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So following the sudden cancellation of Wonder Woman 3 and the reported details that director Patty Jenkins was largely to blame, an insider has claimed that the Wonder Woman filmmaker was also the reason that the prospective Star Wars spinoff Rogue Squadron did not go ahead. Coming courtesy of the hot mic with Jeff Schneider and John Roca, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron was a mess with Jenkins, the reason why the project ultimately stalled. I've heard some things about Patty Jenkins. I've heard she's a nightmare. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I hate to be the, uh, the guy who's calling a woman a name. I get it. Oh, my God. But listen, I've said that about countless male directors, too. I've heard that everything that she turned in with Wonder Woman 3 was like, you know, a mess. I heard that Star Wars Rogue Squadron was a mess. While Schneider is somewhat hesitant to reveal these details, he states that he has heard Jenkins is not at all easy to work with behind the scenes and that much much like reports regarding Wonder Woman 3 have claimed, her work on Star Wars Rogue Squadron was not in line with what the studio wanted to see. Rogue Squadron would have introduced a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing high-speed thrill ride and movie, uh, and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. While the project had been described as an original idea, it was assumed that the movie would have taken inspiration from a series of arcade-style action video games of the same name which began in the late 90s for Nintendo consoles. ultimately after months of development star wars rogue squadron was removed from the disney release schedule earlier this year president of lucasfilms kathleen kennedy has also confirmed that rogue squadron has been pushed off to the side so while this project is not completely dead it is unlikely to happen anytime soon or have patty jenkins at the helm so her dad was a fighter pilot who gives a fuck that video yeah, her standing under by the, next to the a jet had the helmet. My father was a fighter pilot. Yeah, it's good like, for you, ruined Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, I mean, and that it, it goes to show you that like all of that was built off that first movie and its feedback. When that second yeah, movie yeah. came out, they were second guessing themselves. Oh yeah, and because people didn't want to see that first movie for what it was—a gigantic pile of shit. <laughs> like I'm sorry, that original if that Wonder movie Woman would have come out ten years before when it did. The review would have been, been different. Yeah, I'll just say that it would have. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but like 
the original Wonder Woman movie does have some redeeming qualities about it. I will say sure. that. It's better than the, for the second one for sure, dude. Yes, yes. But that doesn't make it a good movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, it doesn't make it a good movie. So this is what happens whenever you... This is what happens whenever you let the current culture of the world dictate what's good and what's not. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say about it. I mean, we've seen countless movies that are just dog shit, regardless of who the director is, what sex they are, who they identify as. It doesn't matter. A movie is a movie is a movie is a movie. And if it's a shit movie, then it's going to continue to be a shit movie, regardless of who makes it. And you can't will these good movies into existence by saying, oh, this person's attached to it or this specific gender's attached to it. You can't do that. A terrible story is going to be a terrible story regardless. So with that being said, look at where we are. Wonder Woman 3 is is on indefinite hiatus at this point, especially with Gunn and um, uh, Saffron trying to get all their priorities straightened out. Which I'm I'm sure that when they read the script for it, they're like, yeah, this really is shit. And we probably shouldn't go ahead with it. So we're going to use the idea of like, well, we're kind of like redoing the DC. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, and then Kat, like, it's kind of ballsy that Kathleen Kennedy's just like, yeah, we're not going to go ahead with this because, you know. Yeah. But. Well, we, but I'm you know, not, and it says under that, I don't want to get into the article, but it says that Warner Brothers still wants to make Wonder Woman 3. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. How about you and just put her that, in something? Yeah. You know, she's got and a movie. Look, I like Wonder Woman. Sure. I've always liked Wonder Woman as a character. And I think that there can be some really good original movies that are released with Wonder Woman as being the central figure but you're going to have to have somebody that thinks outside the box a little bit and like having like, why does she have to have Mm -hmm. a love interest? You know what I mean? Like, and she, you have to kind of treat her like you treat Superman. Like you're going to have to have someone that's bigger and badder. And I thought the idea of her fighting a God like Ares in the first movie Mm -hmm. was really, really cool, but that turned into shit so much. Like, you know, she yeah. defeated him with the power of love, dude. That's not what I want to see a superhero do. You know? Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Speaking of DC and James Gunn, James Gunn responds to DCU rumors. Some of it is true. Some of it is half true. Some of it is not true. So the good thing about James Gunn is he's very active on Twitter. Uh, and then he doesn't mind replying to people on Twitter uh, to kind of give a little insight of where his headspace is with this developing the DCU. So recently appointed co-chairman and uh, co-CEO of DC Studios, James Gunn has responded to the uh, ca- uh, cavalcade, cavalcade of rumors regarding the DC universe, courtesy of a recent report by The Hollywood Reporter. Taking to Twitter, Gunn, who is best known for directing the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise for Marvel and Suicide Squad for DC, offered further insight into what is happening behind the scenes as he as he and producer Peter Safran 
attempts to renew the franchise. Um, so as for the story yesterday in the Hollywood Reporter, some of it is some of it is true, some of it is half true, some of it is not true, and some of it we haven't decided yet whether it's true or not. Gunn begins uh, by revealing that what has been reported, including the surprise cancellation of Wonder Woman 3, Henry Cavill's future as Superman, uh, The Rock's Black Adam sequel, and Aquaman star Jason Momoa reportedly leaving the superhero role behind in favor of the anti-hero and intergalactic bounty hunter Lobo is partially true, partially half true, partially not true, uh, and some of it we haven't decided whether it is or not. Um, but ultimately, Gunn asked fans to be patient, explaining what everyone should already know that planning out a decade's worth of movies takes a while, especially when you are building from the somewhat unstable foundations of the DCU. Uh, Gunn states that both he and Peter Safran decided to leave the DCU moving forward, knowing we were coming into a uh, fractious environment, both in the story being told and in the audience itself. Understandably, the temptation to create a shared universe involving some of the most beloved iconic comic characters in history vastly overtook any concerns that uh, they initially had. But in the end, the drawbacks of that transitional period were dwarfed by the creative possibilities and the opportunity to build upon what has worked in DC so far and to help rectify what has not Gun explains. So, I mean, it's funny because I remember when this Hollywood Reporter article came out and they're like, Wonder Woman 3 is not happening and Jason Momoa is not going to be playing Aquaman. He's going to be playing Lobo. And Henry Cavill is not going to be playing Superman. And if he does, it's going to be a different suit. Like I remember when this article came out and it's nice that he got on there and he's like, look, Hollywood reporter can suck a dick. Yeah. Right? They don't know what the here's, fuck's happening. Yeah. Here's the facts of the situation. Okay. We're working through this shit. Bear with us because whenever we have a plan laid out and we have everything lined up like dominoes, then you'll oh. know what the future is. Dude, he's super transparent about everything he does. Yeah. He's There's a lot of people that he's on Twitter, notes. dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Commenting on shit, telling people stuff. Like, I'm excited that it's him. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Really? Like, and even if he's trolling on some of it, I don't care because it's just, it's nice to have someone that's that excited and that passionate about it. You know? Well, we, we needed it. It's, They've needed a Feige for a while over there. Yeah, for and sure. This other guy's involved with him, but let's face it, he's kind of the face yeah. of it, at least online, you know. Yeah. He's about to get Gandhi'd. <laughs> you never want to get Gandhi, dude. Yeah. Well, if you do your job right, you won't get Gandhi. Exactly. You know? There's that, so. But yeah, he knows, like, they, they know what they're doing over there. They've seen what works and what doesn't work. And I mean, it would be, it would be in his best interest to capitalize on and look at everything from a logical standpoint, right? Because like, if you look at how the audience reacted to Batman v Superman and the knee jerk reaction that happened because of that with um Zack Snyder and the Justice League movie that led us into the state that we that we're currently in. Mm -hmm. There's going to be movies that I don't like every single Marvel movie that no. comes out. There's a few um, I not, haven't watched. Yeah. They're not all made directly 
towards yeah, the shows. me. I don't watch everything that's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Some so, stuff you pick and choose, man. I mean, exactly. So if there's stuff that you don't like about the DCU, because I mean, you can't sit, nobody can sit there and tell me that they didn't get Superman right. They didn't get Wonder Woman right. They didn't get Batman right. Because in Batman v Superman and the Snyder Cut of Justice League, they perfectly captured those characters. Yeah, they were a little bit darker. Yeah, they were a little bit more like, you know, real life like. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. weren't as as fantasy based as like the comics and everything, but like they captured he captured the spirit of that and then it all went away. Even Aquaman, the Aquaman movie was great, you know? So uh-huh. <clears throat> there's good stuff happening. Everybody just needs to take a step back, breathe, understand that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Give them a chance. I mean, they're, that's some big shoes to fill, man. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Take your time, you know, and and he's already proved himself that he can handle. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Marvel and the DCU. Yeah. I can't wait for more peacemaker. I hope. Yeah. So, Last up here, this is more James Gunn news. Uh, Gunn is well known for shutting uh, down various rumors uh, when engaging with followers on Twitter. For that reason, his recent response to a question asking whether there will be any kind of Justice League Dark Universe coming to the rebooted DCU, Gunn's response was rather telling uh, telling in its lack of denial. There have been many changes recently, of course. um, This is included the cancellation of many popular long-awaited movies and TV shows, and only a small hint about what could be coming in the next few years. Once the known run of movies, including Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and the Flash are done and gone. However, James Gunn has continued to be his usual forthcoming self on social media, where he has continued to regularly respond to questions about his new role at DC studios, as well as his upcoming guardians of the galaxy volume three swan song at Marvel studios. While Gunn has spent a lot of time recently bluntly shutting down rumors like the return of Ryan Reynolds as green lantern and more when asked about the possibility of justice league dark existing in the live action franchise, the writer director was rather vague in his reply. He simply said, why not coming from someone who has, no issues giving a flat out no when asked about including certain groups and characters in his movies. There's almost a confirmation that we will see a combined Justice League Dark Universe appearing at some point in the future. So I thought that this was interesting. Justice League Dark is something I haven't read it yet, but I do want to read it in a big way. So Justice League Dark is like uh, Constantine. Um, you've got dead man, you've got a swamp thing, you know, you've got all these like supernatural S characters that kind of form their own superhero team called justice league dark. Right. Mm -hmm. And before Snyder got canned and the whole Batman V Superman thing happened, there was a very, very interesting director that was working on justice league dark. Guillermo del Toro. Oh, now I don't like the fish fucking movie, yes. but I do like 
what he did with Hellboy and like Pan's Labyrinth and all that stuff. And I thought that if anybody could bring this supernatural, like horror-esque element to the DC universe, who better to do it than him? You know? He can capture weird. Exactly. So whenever that come out, I was like, this is perfect, man. Like, that that would be a perfect and then of course whenever the martha thing happens mm-hmm. and the batman v superman thing happens they shut all that shit down they don't want to and of course guillermo del toro was probably wanting to do some really over the top shit oh yeah he was like come come your turn now james yeah be yeah be confident <laughs> <laughs> so i think that like maybe james gunn and guillermo del toro will strike up this conversation in the future where like Hey, let me read the script that you had for Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of factor oh, well, in. Well, it's probably laying around there. Exactly. They got the files. Yeah. So I I would be very, like, if they bring Guillermo del Toro back on to do this, I would be so happy with it. And if they brought the guy, like, I know that they're not going to bring Keanu Reeves back to play Constantine in this, but if they brought the guy that played Constantine in the, um, CW stuff, which wow. I don't know if they'll do that or not, but he was perfect in my opinion as Constantine, um, as the British version of Constantine. I'll say that. Yeah. So they could bring him over. They could do Swamp Thing like they did Man Thing on um, a Werewolf by Night. You know, completely CGI, big badass. Like they could make it happen, and that makes me very excited and interested for something like that in the future. Like. I think it's a good idea. And him, like the article said, he's been notor- notorious for being like, yeah, we're not doing that. Or no, we're not going to use that character. Like, or he's been like, never say never. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just saying it, it's fun to think about. Yeah. So, but yeah, it says uh discovery for many years and a number of forms. No, the Supernatural team were first discussed as a Guillermo del Toro directed movie, but creative differences and numerous delays saw that attempt fall apart. In its wake, J.J. Abrams seemed to be taking over, redeveloping the project as a combined TV and movie universe. However, those plans seemed to have gone south when HBO Max, Constantine, and Madame X series were both scrapped as part of this year's overhaul for uh, of the DC franchise. So maybe that'll bring him back, dude. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I'm sure he'd Let's be open it. to it. Yeah, I mean, he's got that thing on Netflix, which I haven't watched any of it. Um, uh, mythology thing? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen people I mean, talking about it online. It looks very Guillermo. Oh, yeah. You know? The Get first thing I watched by him was that Pan's Labyrinth movie, and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, whoa, right? That ending, too? Like, yeah. Whoa. Talk about going dark yeah but it was Dude, good that I, thing with the eyes in its hands yeah. when i saw that yeah. i was just like what the fucking i need to rewatch. i haven't watched that movie in so long do you make marina watch it yeah if she's ever seen it definitely not, not right <laughs> yeah probably not you know but yeah that's all the movie news that i saw you know there's some some good things of brewing I did see where they said something about there being, they had planned on making another Justice League movie. And then when these uh, Warner Brothers CEOs got together, it was pushed back or shut down. And it's like, well, they need to make, let's get our feet 
under us before we spend two hundred million dollars. Yeah, on another big movie. Yeah, there's a lot that we can do to build up to that. Yeah, especially when like, but it was on the table. I mean, a sequel. Oh yeah, I want to see the I want to see the sequel that Snyder has. That's in mind. I think. Oh, that's that's got to be it. I mean, you can't do it yeah. any other way at this point. No. Um, if you're not going to let Snyder come in and direct it, you might as well just mark it zero on the reviews. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Is De- definitely don't bring fucking Joss Whedon back. <laughs> that dude's done. Yeah. They ain't never it's gonna fun- let him make another movie. It's funny how he was like all that came out about him and he was one of those people that was like, If you don't like women, then fuck you. Oh, you well, know, he was also like, didn't he mistreat? Oh yeah, Gal Gadot. And yeah, yeah. Like I mean, how does he like get cancelled? You mean- know? Yeah, because he, he thought he was untouchable, dude. Uh, he thought he was Sean Connery in The Untouchable. Yeah, dude. All you did was make Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Dude. That shit wasn't that good. Like, Yeah, right. Give me on. a fucking break. <laughs> um, the Nevas, uh, Nevas. ends. He's got, a, he's got that show on HBO Max. Yeah. They pulled it. Did uh, they? Yep, season two pulled. Wow. They canceled Westworld. Westworld's been going for like six or seven seasons, though. They really should have canceled that one around four or five. Yeah. You know, it's done. Yeah. It's good. But, yeah. Yeah, man. We got some trailers. We do, man. This this first trailer looks very... I don't know, dude. It's the same company that did Neon Demon, ain't it? Yeah, it's got Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth in it. The reason I saw an ad for it, either Ooh. on Twitter or something, but it was just an ad of her screaming, and I was like, uh. "Yeah, it was like what, check out what the new Mia Goth Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When yeah, I saw uh, the film company, I was like, "Uh, but yeah. we'll see." I'm ready. Ready. All right. Three, two, one. Play. Infinity Pool. Oh, that's that guy from yeah, that's that how Made to Love started. show. That's who. That's who that is. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, that's not him. She's interested. A fucking man in black out here. He looks different with the hair. Yeah. He said what he said. What? They're cloning. This is the fucked up version of multiplicity. Yeah.
the fuck is happening, man? I don't know. <laughs> That's the scene I saw. It's like, what's that? I'm adding that to the list. Yeah. I'll check that out. Oh, Brandon Cronenberg? That's uh, Cronenberg's son, right? Whoa. Gotta be. So, I mean, of course it's going to be fucked up, you know? Yeah. kaleidoscope looks like a what's that portal stargate stargate yeah yeah i always think of stargate yeah. when i see something he's going back look at me stargate <laughs> with confidence yeah. it's good it's good it's your turn now you ready yeah oh yeah three two one play it's got a uh, Gustavo. Ooh. Dirty bombs. I bet it's a British, isn't it? Yeah. Be easier to rob if we could fucking see. I already like it. Look at me, Hector. Oh, it's a series. Look at this vault. It looks like that thing that Professor X would go into. Yeah. Cerberus or whatever. Yeah. Seven billion? Whoa. Worth going to jail over, you know? Yeah. Jesus. Looks pretty good. seen that guy in something here recently i don't know yeah maybe it was the suicide squad i'm gonna go see Oh, 
It looks pretty good though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yep. He was in Suicide Squad. I don't know how he played in it because I can't see. I don't like the way the IMDb works now. Yeah, I know. You got to click the. It's so dumb. Captain Boomerang. That guy. Oh, was. yeah. Yeah. I knew he was in something. I was like, Suicide Squad. Captain Motherfucking Boomerang. What we got here? White House Plumbers. It looks like in Bruges, but that ain't him, is it? Uh, Can't be. Nah, it ain't him. He transforms, dude. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like he looked like a fucking penguin. He was like, "That's not us, the dying." You know. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. He transforms, dude. He does. Oh, it's Woody. Watergate. Oh, shit. Gotta be, right? Yeah. Anytime Nixon's involved. funny because they got caught Hillary Clinton was one of the lawyers on that I mean (laughs) he's playing E. Howard Hunt holy shit okay I kind of want to watch it. They were supposed to release. uh, When Trump was in office, he signed some stuff before he left that was going to make them release the JFK stuff. Yeah. And they released some of it, but then it got pushed back until like this month. And they've pushed it back again. Of course they have. Well, it, it clearly says in there that the CIA was in on it. Right. Yeah. Um, they buried the documents from it. They wanted to make sure that anybody that was involved would be dead and gone. Yeah. By the time that it came out. Oh. Yeah. What we got here? It's real. Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. Is this the first trailer? I think this it will is. Be the, right? the new one. Yeah. Yeah. The new one. Yeah. I haven't seen a trailer yet. I haven't seen the other one. Not because I'm a hater. I just haven't watched it. Yeah. I heard it's really good. Yeah. Same. Oh, you got another one. Shit. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. I do like the, the frame rate of this animation style. Yeah.
It's like they gave it a... Normally, animation doesn't have 23, you know... Yeah. You know, 24 frames. It's like stop motion almost. Yeah, it gives it like a film. Yeah. I can needless to say, I keep it in check. Yeah. <laughs> you already know, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, shit. That's some multiverse shit, huh? Yeah. That's Foxy Cleopatra. Mm hmm. Damn. Okay, okay. Looks pretty good, though. I might have to watch the other one. Yeah, I need to watch. I always forget about it. I'm like, wait, Sony did the Spider-Man thing that didn't suck? Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just gushing. Just gushing on them, though. I don't know what this is. The drop. Gotta have them enabled. You haven't been enabled. I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. Ah. Mm-hmm. Play the gringo <laughs> music. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Cucaracha. It's the chick from Workaholics. What? Did she just drop that kid? I think so. Wow. Okay. What the fuck? Was this directed by Larry David? It's the Duplass brothers are the the guy from the league, right? Oh. 
The League is such a great show. Yeah. It looks dry, dude. Yeah. If if it got any drier, you could it would catch on fire. I gotta go in here and turn my humidifier on just to watch it. Like (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That's how dry. Yeah, dude. Tell you what's funny, man, is I I dropped that uh Infinity Pool movie. Yeah. In the movie list. I've been commenting that YouTube video on every trailer we've watched. Oh really? Yeah. Like I'm check it out, bro. I was going I looked down a minute ago and I was like, well, why the fuck is it just a link? And I'm like, oh. The seven faces of Jane? Jillian Jacobs? Okay. Oh, okay. Jillian Jacobs. Yeah. Was it Britta? Yeah. Or was that the other one? I think that was her name, right? Oh, Britta. Britta. More finer. More harder. More brittle. Bone brittle. brittle. Three, two, (laughs) one, play. Oh, and it's, uh, he's in it too. Are they not going to put his name up there? This shot like a 90s movie. Yeah. By eight different directors? Was that Andy Circus? I think so. It sounded like him. So this has definitely got to have Zach Braff in it, right? Yeah. Interesting song choice. That's interesting. Yeah, it's got a whole bunch of writers and directors. One of them being the person that did uh, Alpha Dogs, which was a good movie. Yeah. That makes me interested in checking it out. Like, is it going to be just a series? One of them's Ken Jeong. Oh. Jillian Jacobs is one of them. So it makes me wonder if it's going to be like short stories, like an anthology thing with one character, or if all these writers and directors are like trying to make a cohesive story. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody take a part. Yeah. So, okay. I'm interested though. And it's got Jillian Jacobs in it. So, you know. (laughs) 
we got some more Adam Driver. He's coming in strong. He's got that movie and the, the, the white, one. Uh, white noise. Yeah. yeah. Which I want to watch. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and this is a sci-fi flick. Yeah, it's some kind of teaser. I couldn't get a Is pull. it Star Wars? No. Oh, okay. Just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, though. All right. Three, two, one, play. It looked interesting. I guess they're going to drop the trailer tomorrow. Oh. Oh, the Riders of a Quiet Place? Okay. That came, this movie just came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, right. What the fuck? Okay. Is this our one? Oh, yeah. I'm super excited, dude. Like, super excited for this. Yeah, dude, I've looked at so many now that now that I get recommended. And they're always <laughs> crazy, the ones that recommends. Yeah. I keep bookmarking them. Yeah, I pulled this one because it just had that vibe. Oh, that's the kind of vibe I like. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready? You know? Oh, yeah. All right, three, two, one, play. He's wearing underwear. The fuck? Uh huh. <laughs> All the bombs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, there they they just beat people with sticks, like right. You stole bread because you're hungry, and you beat your feet. There's like three different movies, yeah, going on in this movie. Mashed. Look at this dude. He's like super cop. I like how they put the stunt man and the choreographer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. Oh, now he's got a sledgehammer. He's got a sledgehammer. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna knock this fucking building down with his bare hands and the sledgehammer. What the fuck? <laughs> Offer. Oh, 
Yeah. I mean, it takes a turn does. there because it kind of goes into the love story. Then it's like, what's happening here? But then it goes back into just. Yeah, him getting some his ass beat. It's fucking walking tall. Yeah. Carry a big stick. He's like, I am Indian Buford Pusser. That's the guy, though, that it's like, my fucking computer's messed up. He comes, he. Sticks his head up out of that car with that stick, Mr. Griffin. Oh my god. You know? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Mr. Griffin. Alice, darling. It's got that, Anna Kendrick. That comment. Which one? The top Gaslighting one? Gaslighting the movie. <laughs> it was a matter of time. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. She just call it that. It might pull more views. Yeah, right. Uh, three, two, one, play. Gaslighting the movie. It's the chick from uh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Seen her in a few things. I'm glad. Yeah. Good job on that show. What just came up? Something's going on here, but I don't know what it is, you know? Yeah. They're acting weird. Oh. Okay. You have to choose. Uh Girl, you need to get a restraining order. <laughs> yeah. Then why are you crying? Creep show too. I mean, I might check it out. I'm going to show Marina and be like, if you don't start acting right. <laughs> my beautiful girl. <laughs> yeah, my Hello, beautiful darling. girl. Yeah. I knew I would find you here, my beautiful yes. girl. Yes, be confident. Be confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? I'm like, don't worry about it. My beautiful girl. Bob Odenkirk, dude. He's back. Life upside down. Isn't you, that just regular life? Yeah, right. They, I heard they're doing another uh, 
Mr. Nobody. What was it called? Something nobody. Uh, yeah, nobody. Yeah, was it? I haven't I watched that yet. It's pretty good, dude. Yeah, it's, it's really annoying. Time. But yeah, let's peep this. Yeah, so let's peep the comedy. Gotta be. All right, three, two, one, play. Does he dress like that? Every so I'm guessing they, it's like they used a webcam. I'm thinking they filmed it at their own homes okay. during the pandemic. Maybe it, you could tell by the shots that like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. The way that he's laying in the bed. I was like, is this his webcam? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You know, where we lived, we could still go outside, like. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. That looks kind of depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it don't really look as funny as maybe I'll kill myself like comedy, after it's over. Yeah. yeah, right? Like, yeah. So, we'll see. What are we going to watch next week? I've got, a, I've got an idea. Uh-huh. There's a movie that's a Christmas movie that a lot of people don't consider it a Christmas movie whenever they're watching it because, you know, it's just one of those things. You know what I'm saying? Die Hard? Um, well, I mean. No, but what do you got? I was going to say Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Oh, I'm down to watch it. I mean, it's, it's been, been a, a while. while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gay Perry? I yep. mean, come on, dude. It's It's been too long, for real. So... But yeah, Travis isn't here, so he don't get no say. So yeah. <laughs> he just has. No, I to just do said. It. I think we've already watched Die Hard. I watch it Surely. every year, so I don't remember sure if we've done it on the pod or not. But um, but yeah, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, let's do it, dude. All right, man. Well, 
I guess the check's under mail. It's in there. <laughs> <laughs>